Welcome to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. On today's daily NYFF 61 edition, actors Kaylee Spaney and Jacob Bellorti, costume designer Stacey Batat, production designer Tamara Deverell, and producer Yuri Henley discuss Priscilla, making its North American premiere as the centerpiece selection of this year's festival with NYFF artistic director Dennis Lim. No one knew American pop icon Elvis Presley more tenderly during his superstar years than Priscilla Ann Wagner, whose own story as Elvis's romantic partner and only wife has rarely been told. Director Sofia Coppola, who in her remarkable filmography has so often returned to intimate portrayals of women living complicated lives behind closed doors, has found a subject exquisitely tailored to her interests. As portrayed with extraordinary poise and strength by Kaylee Spaney, Priscilla finally becomes the center of her narrative. Coppola follows her love affair with Elvis, an equally revelatory larger-than-life Jacob Elordi, from her early years as a teenage army brat stationed in West Germany to her surreal arrival at Grace land, which becomes both her home and prison. With her customarily precise attention to texture and detail, Coppola has created one of her most stirring, vivid films, a tribute to a woman who was living in the public eye before she had truly experienced the world. To learn more and get tickets for this year's New York Film Festival, visit filmlink.org. Enjoy this conversation with the team of Priscilla, which opens in theaters on November 3rd, courtesy of A24. As you can see, we have the filmmaker who's not here, and uh, Yuri is going to read a statement on Sophia's behalf. I know. We, we feel the same way. So hi, I'm Yuri. I'm a producer on the film, and uh, I got this from Sophia. Um, she says, uh, I'm so proud to have our film at the New York Film Festival in my hometown. There's nothing more inspiring to me than seeing a film on a screen at Alice Tully Hall. When I saw The Power of the Dog here, uh, as the first film on a screen since pandemic, it reminded me of the power of cinema and what we love about the communal experience. I'm so sorry to not be there with you, but I'm with my mother to whom this film is dedicated. Thank you to my great team who helped make this film. Thank you to the New York Film Festival, Dennis Lim and A24. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for that, um, Yuri. We're obviously sorry not to have Sophia here, but we're thinking of her. And thank you all to all of you for um, for being here. I thought I'd start with you, uh, Yuri, and maybe you know you've had a long working relationship with Sophia. I think since since somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that was our first film together. So I'm wondering if you can you know talk us through um, just the origins of this project um, and her interest in um, Priscilla Presley as a figure and also in Priscilla's book. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, we had been, uh, during pandemic, we had been work talking about another project at great length. And then strangely, it, it just didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. And, uh, and so she started talking about this, that she had been thinking about and working on, but we hadn't really talked about it much. And then she, um, <clears throat> all of a sudden that became the thing that we started focusing on. And, uh, she sent the script and, um, and, uh, you know, we started talking about, all the things you do, you know, like how, how we might make it, where we might make it, uh, who would be in it, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, and then thankfully for her, she has, uh, we've made a few movies together cause I've made some, thankfully some movies with her. And then also Stacy and, uh, Philippe who, who's not here, who shot the movie. And, 
uh, Sarah Flack, who edits it. So it was sort of a, a cast of usual suspects um, in a great way. And then, uh, and then we kind of set off to, to, to start putting it together. And we weren't really sure where we would make it. Uh, we had some ideas. Um, and then thankfully we ended up in Toronto and uh, we met Tamara who designed the movie and we hadn't worked together, but immediately as we started to get into it, uh, it felt like we were connected and we were all making the same movie. And um, it was a really wonderful experience. I had never shot a film there um, and we had an incredible crew an incredible supporting cast there. We had, I had an amazing production team, um, uh, led by Chris Hatcher and his entire team. Um, and it was, it was a really beautiful experience. And to be honest too, like we didn't really know how we were going to get it made. You know, the ambitions of the movie were sort of greater than, uh, the money we could raise for it, you know? And, um, uh, and the, you know, making films like this, even with Sophia, everyone's like, Oh, Sophia, you know, she probably can get whatever she wants. It's really just not the case. You know, we had to, we had to, um, uh, really, you know, put our heads together to try to figure out a way to kind of in a, in a, in a scrappy way, do a very deep period piece that goes over so many, uh, time periods, you know, and, um, and, but somehow we did it, you know, we kind of were like, I, I kind of likened it to, we were jumping out of the plane and then we were like making the parachute as we were, as we were landing, you know, and thankfully we had really great people to help us make this parachute, you know, and then we had, and then we got, you know, Kaylee and Jacob and, you know, the th things started to fall into place, you know, but when we first got out there, we were like, I, I, I have no, I don't, I mean, what are we, how, I don't see Memphis, anything that looks like Memphis or anything that looks like Graceland, you know, like we were just really, it was pretty daunting, you know? So when you see the movie, we're so proud of it, you know, because everybody who worked on this movie, um, it, it felt like everybody's heart was in the movie, you know, and it's, uh, it's great. And we're ha so happy to share it now. Yeah. So I know that um, Priscilla Presley was with you all in Venice yeah. for the premiere. Um, I'm wondering if you can say a bit about her, her involvement, you know, at what stage did, was she approached and, and, and to what extent did she participate? Sure. Sophia had been talking to Priscilla for a while uh, and then I know that there were times, for instance, that we would be like scouting or we'd be doing different parts of the film. And it was like, oh, OK, uh, wait, I have to go take a call. And she would sort of disappear sometimes for 15 minutes, sometimes for like two hours. And it was uh, but she was she was talking to Priscilla, you know, and they would go through the script and they would go through. Um, uh, so she was she was consulting in that way. Um, and then when we finally showed the film to her. That was, I mean, for me, um, I was, I, I just don't know what it would be like to have a movie made about you, you know, and how weird it would be, you know, and um, because you were there. And so even though it was, it was, you know, taken from this book that she had written and it was from stuff that was out there and all of that, it's still different than when you're, than when you're watching it. And also she wrote this, I think the book was published in like the 80s, 85, right? So it's like, you know, memory is an interesting thing. And so it sort of is like, you know, who you were when you wrote it then versus who you are when you write it now. But when we finally showed it to her and she looked at Sophia and she was visibly uh, uh, emotional uh, having watched the movie 
and uh, and then told Sophia that she had really done her homework and that she really loved it and thought that she got it right. I mean, that was everything, you know, because you want to uh, uh, you want to honor that story, you know, and the fact that she really liked it and was uh, uh, and was supportive was was great. And then for us to be in Venice was obviously really exciting. Always showing the movie is is like terrifying and exciting and all those things. And um, but to see her there and then to see people really appreciating her. Uh, was really was really cool and really and so that was that was a nice nice to watch. I'd like to hear you maybe talk a little bit about um, bringing uh, Kaylee and Jacob on board. C casting is such an important part of a film like this. Um, maybe you can say a bit, and I'd love to hear from from both of you as well. Uh, I'm sorry about casting. Like when they casting were, Kaylee oh, yeah. and Jacob. Well, yeah, I mean, we were like, okay, who's gonna be Priscilla? You know, like that's such a iconic. And then on top of it, it's like, well, then. Also, who's going to be Elvis? You know, it's a massive thing, right? So, um, uh, Kaylee came on board. I think Sophia was really set. Like, I'm trying to think about if there were other people, and they're just even in our discussions. I think she had talked to Kirsten because you had worked with Kirsten, right? And um, and so she was saying, "Let's well, Kaylee. It's Kaylee for Priscilla," and um, and I was like, "Okay, cool, cool." And so we. We, Kaylee was on board, and uh, and then and then we, I think you you and Sophia met. When did you all meet? Yeah, we had we had we had breakfast uh, together. Uh -huh. I don't know what kind of time frame around your casting or what. Do you remember what you guys ate? I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I'm no, I just remember I was like looking at Fred Roos. Like, oh my God, no Fred was way. there. Like, yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, I love Fred. Beverly Hills Hotel and Fred Roos is there, and and she didn't mention the movie once. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That no, seems no. right. We just yeah. talked about um, Romeo and Cozy and, and just. Yeah. Just yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. I um and so then the you know then that was it. I mean I think with Sophia she's always very decisive with casting. Sometimes you get into on other projects you get into like multiple options and universes of different cast and going out to this person that person. Thankfully with Sophia you know creatively and and otherwise she's always very like this is this is who I want. You know, and so that's how we uh, were lucky enough to have these two who I think are exceptional in the movie. And um, I'll kick it back. Yeah. <laughs> Kaylee, um, can you say a little bit about how you approached the role? I mean, what something that you already said about, you know, the film covering a certain span of time um, is important. I mean, the Priscilla at the end of the film is very different from the one we meet at, at the start. Yeah, I think that was something that was really important to map out before we went into the filming process because, you know, we, we only shot this film in 30 days and we're just sort of flying by the seat of our pants. So I think, you know, obviously that is the movie, is her arc and her journey with this man and finding herself at the end. So um, that was definitely something I, I tried to spend as much time as I could. And then once you, you know, it's just like the jumping out of the airplane um, analogy, it's exactly what happened. You just sort of had to cross your fingers and hope that your homework really comes through. But I will say um, the, you know, Stacy did such a beautiful job and that was such a grounding piece in, um, you're welcome, um, and uh, sort of keeping my head on straight on where I was and, you know, in the morning I'd be uh, pregnant and then after, after lunch I'd be 14 years old. So, 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 it was, um, so those costumes and hair and makeup were, you know, huge and sort of grounding me in those and, and that arc and that journey, um, and sort of informed how I would 
move and my mannerisms and um, sort of where she was at in her, her journey. Um, so when you're playing, you know, um, a real life person is, uh, I'm curious if you, if you met with Priscilla and I'm curious if, you know, physical resemblance and mannerism matter or, or not so much. Um, I, I did. Um, Priscilla was very gracious with her time, and uh, uh, we met in Los Angeles. And uh, I think the first time we met, we ended up talking for about four hours. So um, for her to take that time and really go through this story and relive everything again with me, and I really tried to make sure it didn't feel like I was sort of um, uh, trying to sort of interrogate or try to, you know, to, felt like a reporter or something. I just tried to sort of sit back and see how much she felt comfortable telling me. But just, just being in front of her and in her presence was so informative in how um, I, I played, uh, tried to do my own version of her story. Um, you know, she's a woman from a different time, different different generation. She's, she's American royalty, really. So the way she holds herself now... Um, in and and in prep, you know, all the the mannerisms and how she speaks and um, how she goes about life is very important. And then you just, like I said, you just hope that all comes through once you start playing the role and get getting into the scene work. And Jacob, how about approaching Elvis? I mean, Priscilla is a public figure, but Elvis is an another level of <laughs> public figure um, in terms of how you know ex extensively documented he is as a, as a person. I'm wondering how you fashioned this performance in relation to how you saw the Elvis of this film. I think, which is a very particular Elvis. Right. Um, I think that kind of abundance of information is. is almost what and that doesn't make it easy but it it gives you this kind of uh you know universe of information to to kind of draw from um the biggest thing that we had all sort of spoken about early on was i mean if, if you want to see a, like an elvis impersonator you can you can go to vegas you know um i, I think it was about catching the the essence of this person and the the biggest thing for me was trying to identify and find where the human being was under all the glitz and the gold and the and the and the voice and the caricatures and all these things um so it was really just that it was uh it was like a, a search to find the kind of real real life element and also in the relationship kaylee and i spoke about um there were days where we would just imagine that it was uh, a Sofia Coppola marriage drama, like completely separate from, you know, uh, Elvis and Priscilla. And, and I think that's kind of what uh, the world that Sofia built catered towards was, was uh, finding a truth that hasn't been seen before, taking, uh, opening the door to Graceland and, and inventing uh, from fact uh, what we thought the, the the real people might have spoken like because I, I have a different voice now when I speak in front of people you know I have like a performing voice that's not how I speak when I'm at home and um mm. so you know it's not always it's not always just this is deep thing it's, you know there's there's uh yeah there's layers to it I suppose and I was just trying to figure out how to make him um uh, the normal person that he was you know um, I'm really glad that um, Stacy and Tamara are here because um, I think, you know, Sophia's films are these incredible feats of world building and uh, I think costume and production design are such important parts of it. Uh, 
um, Kaylee, you've already you've already mentioned the importance of Stacy's work. You know, in terms of grounding your character. Stacy, can you talk a little bit about just the research process for something like this, where you're working with real figures and over a certain span of time? I think um, I think it goes back a little bit to what Jacob said: is that there is um, a historical element, and then we have real life to draw from, but then also trying to find. Um, what is their life privately and who are they privately without the photos that we've seen? So kind of filling in the blanks and, um, I don't know, doing, doing that with, you know, research obviously through magazines and, um, other, you know, publications, libraries, that sort of thing. And working closely with Tamara because I think a big part of it is also just making sure that um, the dolls belong in the dollhouse. <laughs> the wedding cake. That's what I keep thinking. The wedding cake. That's how, that's how we approached Graceland. It was like, uh, you know, Sophia wanted it to feel like a wedding cake. And it was mainly layers of cream and cream paint. And, you know, we looked at the research and surprisingly, there's very little research on Graceland in the early time when Priscilla first arrived. Like, I think there was, we had one or two photos that we kind of clung to, but then we just created our own world. And the, the upstairs of Elvis's bedroom and bathroom in our period, there's nothing. There's just nothing. There's later photos when he did sort of this red empire look. So yeah, the research was kind of, you know, didn't exist. So we were, we were, we, we kind of had carte blanche to do what we wanted and make our own world uh, specific to Sophia's vision. Did you look at the William Eggleston photographs of Graceland? Absolutely. And I'm okay. a huge fan of William Eggleston. So I knew with Sophia, when she brought that up as one of her main references, that we were going to be in a good place. Because, yeah, we were drawing a lot from that, both Stacey and I. Yes. The colors, the, uh, just the composition of them. And there was a couple of other references, like uh, In the Mood for Love, the Chinese film, uh, was a big reference for Philip and I. Uh, there's a hallway that we kind of grabbed for the hallway in the in the motel in the hotel at the end. Uh, so we 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 picked from different things that we loved. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I want to say that's a little Easter egg. <laughs> we also gave them like two dollars each. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I mean, they had like nothing. You know, this is true. It's amazing, but you can find like we were in an old studio warehouse that Chris Hatcher, one of our producers, had been doing a number of shows, and there were windows lined up, leaning against walls. And I said, "Well, let's just undoors." And I said, "Those look enough like Graceland, because they're covered with drapes. We had so much drapery that we just, we really, literally, uh, were able to stay on budget because you know what budget? Uh, yeah. Because we could reuse stuff." Also, Good for we, the environment. <laughs> we had traditionally made most of the films we had done on location. That's sort of the default when you look at it. And obviously, Graceland's a very specific thing. The interesting thing when we would look at Graceland photos, though, is that they actually looked like sets. You know, they were, <laughs> this is true. They were, it was like, wait, if we built that, you know, it was just this weird sort of thing. And um, and then because of weather and a number of other things, we, we ended up shooting a lot of this on stage. And uh, it was really cool, though, because in the kind of old fashion of making a film like on a on a back lot, you know, we had we were all contained. So like where they were building the sets was right outside of where, you know, Stacy had her costumes. And as we and then it was right next to where, you know, another department was. And so you could kind of walk through and see the movie, you know, while um, we played pickleball. 
Yeah. There, yeah, yes. that's like a, there's, that's a whole other movie. It feels this like is pick- Sophia yeah. at her best. She had us put in one corner of the stage, a pickleball court, and that's where the crew really connected and got their yayas out over lunch. I wasn't sure it was ever going to come up, but since it has, thank Sorry, you. Sorry, had to bring it up. It was definitely something too that if when you're already thinking, how are we going to make this movie in 30 <laughs> days? Like. That's insane. You know, we, we started with 40 days and then we we're like, we're never going to go less than 35 days. It's impossible. And then the next thing you know, you know, you're like, okay, so 30 days, it's going to be great. We're going to figure it out. And then I look over one day and I think they're building a set and I'm like, I don't remember a tennis scene in this movie. What's happening? And then it was like, oh no, we're gonna we're gonna play some pickleball here. And I was like, we're done. That's just not <laughs> gonna happen. But what it did was it actually really galvanized like our crew and our cast. And and it was weird. Instead of people like over near craft service on their phones, everybody was just like, Do you wanna go uh, do a game? I think the, the thing oh, yeah. is full. And everybody was out there, and then it it became everybody it was really wonderful. It was it challenged all my ideas of of like, you know, of work and, and all these and management, time management. I mean, it was like, it was great. And everybody, when we were, when we were working, we never waited on somebody who's like, can Jacob please come back and stop playing pickleball? Like we need him on set. Like that never happened, you know? And it was just, uh, it was really wonderful. It was a wonderful experience making, making the film too. Like we were really a great family and it was, it was really, it was really, it was great. Yeah. Great. Oh, we're going to open it up to the audience for questions. Um, we'll start over there. Hi. Great film. Congratulations, all of you. I'm, I'm curious about the music. Oh, yeah. Because there are no Elvis songs, for yeah. one thing. Was that a problem just with the estate or clearing financially or anything other reasons? Yeah. You know, there was, uh, there was never um, a lot of Elvis songs, believe it or not, in in the film originally. There were a couple of things that we were thinking of doing. Um, and then ultimately we ended up with this, uh, I wanna say score, but with this music, cause a lot of its source, even stuff that feels like score are, is sometimes some things that are, that have been, uh, that, have, that have been modified. Uh, Randall Poster was our music supervisor. Uh, Phoenix, who is, uh, who's done probably every film since somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, they were, uh, they were all, they were involved. They're always kind of involved because, um, uh, Sophia's married to Toma, who's, who's in the band. Uh, and so there's always sort of music. Um, even when we're shooting the movie, uh, there's music that's played on set. Uh, sometimes it's for mood. Sometimes it's like, oh no, we know that this is what, this is this thing that we're going to use. Um, and so it was, it was a long road, believe it or not. Like, even though we knew, there were certain cues. Um, we were still swapping stuff out uh, at the 11th hour, you know, to try some new thing. And we didn't really, we couldn't really, you know, it was, um, it was something that we decided to steer away from. Um, so that's, that's why. And also we kind of, you know, there was, there was another Elvis movie that had come out, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so that was, uh, it was great, but it was, it was so different than what it was that we were doing. And a lot of that stuff was really, uh, well handled before, and we were we were doing something something very different. Plus, it's Priscilla's story, lest we forget. You right. Know? That's that's yeah. That was always sort of the anchor too, you know, because uh, uh, it, it's easy to get distracted, you know, and because uh, Elvis is so sparkly, you know, and it was. Uh, but for us, we were we were very uh, diligent about it always being, you know, Priscilla's story because everybody knows. 
Elvis, but not a lot of people knew Priscilla's story. Did that answer the thing? Okay, yeah. Uh, so this is for Kaylee and Jacob. Hi. <laughs> um, you've already mentioned how important costuming was, but I'm wondering if there was any specific article of clothing, a specific way that makeup was done, hair was done, that would really get you into character? I think it was a, a combination of, of everything. For me, it was down to when I would, when I would, we, we had all the jewelry from the estate and it would be when I'd sort of clasp the ID bracelet or put the horseshoe ring on. It was like the kind of final touches, but it was really, a, it was a combination of everything. It was then being able to walk into this pretty bleak looking factory that we were working out of <laughs> and then you walk in and there's the lions of of graceland and, right. and so it was kind of the whole world was built for us so it was, it was almost impossible not not to feel it yeah we got lucky we had it easy when you when you walk into a set like that or you're wearing those kinds of costumes i mean a lot of the work gets done for you you know so it's a real gift to us actors um yeah, I mean, there were times when I had that beehive on where I'm like, I actually can't move any other way than this. I don't really have any other options in these heels. And I, yeah, so so it definitely <laughs> informed a lot of how I held myself, yeah. You spoke to this earlier too, though, but I, it was really like, I mean, it was the some of these days because of the production schedule, I mean, you were jumping so many years, so many looks, so many, it was... It was really wild to watch that happen. And some of the looks that Cleona put together, it's almost like you, unless you, if you didn't have the reference, you almost wouldn't even believe it was real. Like, you know, it's just so Yeah, sometimes you go, are, is the hair really that big? I mean, it's like another head on top of your yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, yeah, that's You're what like, she actually, did. It's kind of, it's kind of brought down a little bit. She brought know? him down a little yeah. bit, yeah, and yeah. right in the hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I wasn't going to fit through the doorways. Yeah. <laughs> Cleona, who did the hair, though, she, it was so incredible. She was so relentless. I mean, it was, yeah. It, I remember one day, do you remember when she was pulling people, extras out? Yes, I the, do remember. Also, Joe, who did the makeup, was oh pretty God, amazing. Joe, yeah. Yeah. Cleona. Amazing, amazing, but Cleona was, was pulling extras out. We are shooting the scene where you guys come out for Vegas. Because they had bad hair. You, well, the thing was, she said to me, she was like, I was like, what's happening? Is everything okay? She's like, all the bald people, they have to get out. All these guys, they got to get out. And I was like, I don't understand. What do you mean? They're, there were bald people in the 50s, you know? And she was like, but not like that. People didn't, they weren't bald like you, Yuri. They were, they were different bald. They had comb overs. And I was like, uh, uh, she was like, you would have a comb over, you know? And I was like, well, okay, that's great. But it was that kind of thing where she was just constantly always keeping an eye on. I felt that way about everybody though. We were all really focused on all of the details and uh, obviously Sophia, most of all, but we were all there like, you know, in a, in a very kind of handmade way, making, you know, the same movie. And it but felt, also yeah. says so much about so Sophia herself, because everyone just wants to bring their top A game. They're like, not, nah, this is not the film to sit back, you know? Yeah. You really, she, you really felt that she brought everyone together in that way. Everyone wants to work hard for her. Yeah. And she really, and by example, she's doing it. And so we all, you know, want to do our best work. And so she really, um, from the top down, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful experience. And I think everyone on our film sets always feels included. Doesn't matter what department yes. you're in or how low on the totem pole you are. You know, everyone does feel like they're part of making the movie. Yes. And it's that comes like from that. Sophia. Yeah. Uh, hi. 
Um, first of all, beautiful work. Um, this question is mostly for um, the actors, um, which is just what was interesting to me about the film is like obviously Priscilla and Elvis are going through like so many changes like seismically as the film goes on and especially in like the final third of the movie. Um, and I'm sort of curious about the process because what was so interesting to me was this nature by which the film would sort of like fade out of these moments or sort of you'd have these scenes that would be like quite dramatic um, but then it would just sort of like fade out of them and then kind of jump back in and it would be much much later in time or like a transformation would have occurred that's fairly significant but you know there would be like a lot in between that I think was just being suggested more so than shown um, which was really powerful to me but I'm curious as actors just sort of like how did you approach these transformations just knowing that like um, in the film or at least in the script that like whether there's these kind of gaps of things that we aren't seeing, you know, that like there's like, I guess like steps that aren't being shown. Like what was the the process of getting there? I can actually speak, I think, on behalf of you. Kaylee, <laughs> no, no, there is no gap in Kaylee's performance on paper. On set, I would go, and I'm fairly well-prepared performer, and I would say, what year is this? And she would pull out her script and she had every single thing cataloged to the year. So any in between, Kaylee had, Kaylee would know exactly what had happened in those sort of suggestive blanks. Um, so I we was, were good study buddies. We'd, we'd be like, hey, so I'm, I'm, this is looking like 65. I don't know, I don't know what you have. We were, we were pretty dorky about the whole thing. So any of those, I think both of us, I sort of built Elvis's world and Kaylee built Priscilla's. And I think we kind of met in the middle on those gaps to where we were both just, we had our uh, full, our own language, I think, of the entire timeline, not mm -hmm. just what was shown on screen. Does that sound right? Yeah, that did sounds right. That? Yeah, <laughs> did we have that? Yeah, I think we did. I think we did our homework. Um, and also, but there's also the way that Sophia chose to tell this story is really beautiful in the sense that it's really a, a sort of impressionistic and about sort of emotion and feeling and flashes of memories. And you go into this sort of dreamlike fantasy world. And I think, you know, we don't hang on a beat too long because you just feel like you're in this sort of Alice in Wonderland dreamland and sort of. Um, so I think in terms of the way that those scenes are portrayed, I, I think that was all intentional, the way she told the story. Uh, the costumes are also often heartbreaking because it's a child playing dress up, it feels very often. It's not um, the, uh, to the point of the baby having the, the big earrings. Uh, so it is this a child being grown up thing. Could you talk a little bit about how you were working on that? We had really great participatory cast. So I think that was a big part of making the costumes because they were both so patient and um, came to so many fittings and were really the best cast you could ever ask for. And um, yeah, I think that helped in just like developing the nuances because if you have somebody there with you that's participating, that's going to play the role, that's willing to stand still while we figure out all those little details, I think it, it helps to, um, you know, to find the nuance. If somebody comes in and says like, I have an hour and that's all we've got to do 120 costumes in an hour, it's a lot more difficult to find the nuances because you find the, the character and all of those things kind of together. Like I'm making the costume, but they're playing the role. So like it's really a collaborative uh, effort to find those um, 
those details. And I'm glad, you know, you saw that because I think it is true that it's somehow a child playing dress up. Hi. Um, yes, this is for um, the actors, but also anyone who wants to answer. Obviously, this is Priscilla's story and um, it's lesser known to, to the audiences. Was there any part of her story that was surprising to you um, as a performer? And um, if so, like what were you excited to portray in that surprise of, of her story? Um, you know, Kaylee and Jacob, if you want to answer, but also the rest of the team. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I grew up in um, the southern Midwest. I was, you know, born in Tennessee, grew up going to Graceland as a kid. So um, I really, you know, understood the weight that he um, carried. And, you know, I have a, a memory of like my dad walking around in Graceland and if I can dream is on the speakers and he starts crying, you know, so like I really understood the sort of weight of this man as a young child. But but even even having that I, I I had no idea her side of the story and uh you know I was surprised that this uh you know wasn't sort of common knowledge her side so um definitely was new to me and um some sort of shocking heartbreaking details and sort of their journey of the relationship from her point of view was all you know sort of fascinating to dive into hi uh this is a question for tamara right for production designer um i noticed kind of like a three-act structure to the various bedrooms that they spend a lot of time in kind of getting darker having like a jesus statue and then that like apocalyptic red at the end can you speak a little bit about the evolution of those sets how you created them to flow with the story well the, be the bedroom as I, I mentioned earlier we didn't really have much to go on so we were really free but i did look at the the plans which are available online um having never been to graceland um and you can't if you do go to graceland you can't go upstairs it's off bound off limits so um i was really free to make my own world up but i did follow the pl basic plans of the house that you went up the stairs the geography was correct and there were little tidbits and some of them were from some later photographs in elvis's room um once post Priscilla in his life there and there was just things in the book at, in Priscilla Presley's book and other things that I was reading going to the University of Elvis and Priscilla for like crash course for a few weeks uh, when we started but the, the Jesus statue was something that Elvis had and he did have these kooky I don't know if that's what you're refer referring to those kooky dog statues and I I mean, we found them when we looked at the research with Sophie and she said, I love that stuff. And, you know, they became a real sort of element of the stillness of the movie. You know, they, these little I can't remember how many left are in the movie, but these little statues and things. Um, and they were sort of like, it's the to me, it's the, the feeling of you're you're in Elvis's world, but really it, you're it you're being watched all the time. And that's Elvis's character. And then you're for Priscilla. To me, it was always like she was never I felt and this is just me she was always a guest in the house she was never she, it was never really her place so I, I sort of took the production design from from more what Elvis it was all Elvis Elvis had gold walls in his office which was kind of based on research but we took it a, a bit further um so you know we played around with some some of the real research and some of the stories and just some of the tone and really the tone that Sophia wanted and the stuff that would work with costumes, like Stacy and I had these long conversations about Elvis's blue pajamas and the blue in the yes. room and how would that work? And would Elvis have blue pajamas in a blue room? And yeah, he's kind of matching his space. And you remember those conversations? I do remember. 
And I have a really great photo of the hair salon with just the robe inside oh, the yeah. sink. <laughs> I think we went in there together and we're right. like, which robe do we like? Right. And I, we put the robes in the sink with no Kaylee. We didn't need her that day. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun though to um, she watch. She was working. Yeah. <laughs> to watch everybody also working like it's supposed to be. Like everybody felt like we were all making the same movie. Sometimes it's like everybody's sort of, you know, and the movie can still turn out fine, but it, it sometimes each department is sort of doing its own thing, you know? And in this case, it felt like we were all there, obviously under, under Sophia, but we, everyone was there making the same movie. And a lot of the details I think made it, made their way in. You had built such a world that this world had been so, uh, so detailed out that there were times when we would be waiting because you were going from being 14 to being 24 and we had like seven minutes to do it. And of course it didn't take seven minutes, but while we were there, Philippe would look over, Sophia would be like, oh, look at that tchotchke right there. And then they would, you would start to build a thing around that. A lot of that stuff made its way into the movie, you know? And those were things that again, you, because it was so fleshed out, you could, you could be inspired to go make this other thing um, that you might just pass by, you know, that really, I think has a, a strong uh, place in the film. Yeah. And I mean, Graceland is kitsch and we were sort of celebrating the kitsch of Graceland oh, sure. in, in yeah. that way, embracing it. And it looked really good. <laughs> Thanks. Well, we're out of time, but I want to thank all of you. And of course, Sophia for the film and for being, thank you. Thank you.